This is Maureen Kafkis, the Brain BS Coach, here to tell you about the episode today. The podcast today is about reminding you of what Brain BS is. My favorite topic, I could talk about it all day long for the rest of my life and never run out of things to say because Brain BS is everywhere. So I'm going to tell you the different steps involved with when you want to control your Brain BS because you want to create a different result. I'm going to do that using the analogy of quitting smoking. I'm going to take you through all the phases, what to expect, all the brain BS that comes up, and how to be successful when you want to try to do something new. Then you can take that information and you can apply it to any habit, any thought pattern, or anything that you want to change. The process can be applied to any area of our lives. All right, let's get settled in. Episode number 87, Recognizing Your Brain BS. Welcome to the Brain BS Podcast, the podcast where thought work, emotional intelligence, and universal law come together to empower humans to cut the crap and finally master their brain BS. It is time to stop blaming everybody else for your problems and start taking responsibility for your own life and emotional state. I am your host, Maureen Kafkis, a doctor of occupational therapy, a certified life coach, and an expert on brain BS. My mission is to motivate you to learn how to live consciously and manage your mind on purpose so you can create a life free of needless suffering. Now, who does not want that? Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Brain BS Podcast. I'm so excited to be here today doing a solo episode because I'm inspired to share something because I got a text from a friend this morning and I'm not going to say who the person is, but they are trying to get healthier and they're trying to quit smoking and I planned on doing an episode reviewing exactly what Brain BS is because a lot of people get confused on that. They think a lot of their thoughts are factual and they don't realize that they're not. So I decided to do a review of Brain BS, but kind of use the example of quitting smoking as um, the way to frame it for you. But you can look at it anyway. You can look at it with any addiction or any kind of behavior that you want to change because the same thought process happens in your brain. Brain BS is just thoughts that you have that don't serve you. That's and, and we could look at it um, in terms of living consciously. Those thoughts come from your ego. And oftentimes the ego is causing us problems and it causes us a lot of suffering. It thinks it's helping us because it wants us to stay the same, but it's doing anything but helping us. So the first thing you have to understand is that thoughts are not facts. They're just thoughts. And no matter how many times you think them, it's not going to become more factual just because you believe them. All right, so let's get clear about that. Now I say that, but that is like kind of a hard thing for people to accept. It's hard to let go of the stories that we've made up in our mind about the people that we've loved, about the people we haven't loved, about the things that have happened to us, about the things we've done to other people. But I'm telling you, it's all bullshit. That is what brain BS stands for, brain bullshit. So we need to be on to that. And I mean, in a kind of, sometimes harsh sort of way is the way some of you need to hear it because you don't understand how much suffering you're causing yourself by not accepting that. 
that's as much as I'm going to talk about that right now, because that could be a, a another episode about letting go of your stories and who you would be if you did, because promise you, you would be a totally different person. So let's, um, let's go through this process here then. Say you decide that you're going to quit smoking. What do you think is the, well, I mean, let's go back even further to when you decided to start smoking. Do we think that was our soul and our higher self telling us that we should pick up a cigarette and smoke? No, it wasn't. It was brain BS that got us smoking in the first place. And the brain BS could have come from the people in our lives that we love, such as older siblings, or it could have come from our parents or just society in general, glamorizing smoke, you know, glamorizing. Yeah, I think that's a word. Um, Making smoking glamorous or cool, like the, you know, um, I mean, honestly, I think the really cool kids know it's not cool to smoke. But those of us who thought we were cool because we smoked didn't look at it that way. But anyway, so the brain BS takes you to the smoking. And then something happens and you decide you don't want to smoke anymore. Um, typically, when we decide we want to change a behavior, it's because it's feeling really crappy in our body. Or we are really struggling in our mind about it and we know it's not good for us and we know we don't want to do it anymore. And it causes it causes us a lot of um, suffering when we do that. So we decide then one day we're like, okay, today's the day I'm going to stop smoking. So what do you think is the first thing that comes up when you decide that you want to do something good for yourself, when your higher self finally gets in charge and decides to take over and says, we're, we are going to make things happen. We are going to stop smoking and we're going to get healthy. I'll tell you the first thing that's going to happen. Your brain BS is going to come up again, screaming at you. No, we have to keep smoking. This is what we do. This is what we've done all these years. You cannot stop smoking. We have to do the same thing. So this kind of goes to an analogy of the country road versus the highway. When it comes to smoking and all the thoughts around it and all the thoughts that you can't stop it, that is not possible, you create this highway in your mind for this thought pattern that, well, I'm just addicted. There, there's no way I can stop. It's not possible. It's too hard. I don't have the willpower. So we have these thoughts. It's not possible. And we've had them for decades, a lot of us with smoking. So then we think, well, there's... It's impossible. So then we decide, okay, wait, I am going to stop smoking. So then we have the, the highway of this negative thought pattern that's been going forever. Then we have this country road on the other side that's like, I'm quitting. Okay, who do you think your brain's going to listen to the most? It's going to listen to the highway because the highway's been there for a very long time. So it takes time to close down that highway and to build up that country road. But that's where it begins. It begins with a thought in your mind that you are capable of quitting. If you continue to think it's too hard, I don't know how to do this. I've never been successful in the past, so how can I be successful now? Those are all thoughts that are going to continue to create the same situation for you, and that is your addiction to smoking cigarettes. So, And when, if it's not cigarettes, it could be... Uh, I don't know, porn, it could be uh, gambling, it could be uh, shopping, Netflix, eating, whatever it is, your brain is going to need you to really come up with 
some good thoughts to get it on course. Now, sometimes it's hard to come up with those thoughts at first because thoughts are only helpful if you believe them in your body. So if you're like, oh, I'm quitting, but then you have this highway over here that says you're not quitting, it's gonna really be hard to feel that in my body. And you'll, you can feel it in your body because like, sell, tell, your something, tell yourself something that you know to be true about yourself and you'll feel it and then tell yourself something that's not and you can tell the difference. These thoughts, you have to believe these thoughts. So sometimes um, we use what we call bridge thoughts, which are thoughts that help us get from the highway to the country road. So it could be, I'm at the beginning of figuring out how to stop smoking. I am determined to stop smoking. I don't know how this is going to play out, but I know the end result is I'm not going to be a smoker. I don't know if I can do it one time. I'm hoping, no, that's not a good one because then you're creating that you're not going to do it one time. But you get the idea. But then that brings up another point that sometimes we don't, we aren't successful the first time we try to do something. But that doesn't mean that we just abort and we just get rid of the whole plan and we just don't do it for like the next six months. No, it means you just go back to it the next day or the next hour and you start doing it again because the more often you're not doing it, the more often you're not picking up the cigarette, the more time you're not smoking and the less you are um, feeding into that habit. So you want to find thoughts that work because anytime we want to create something new and we want to do something different, it has to start in our mind first. There's no other way. Thoughts trigger feelings, those lead to actions and give us our results. If we don't change the way we're thinking, then we're going to just be fine and happy smoking. And we'll continue to do that because there will be no reason to change. All right, so am I making sense so far? Now, the thing with cigarettes and giving up anything else that you really um, like that you have an addiction to is uh, the urges that come up. So we tend to make a big deal about the urges because we just don't like the way it feels. We act as if like something horrible is going to happen if we don't answer our urge. Um, but that's basically what we need to do to get from the highway to the country road. We can't, we have to, when the urge comes up to smoke a cigarette, we have to understand instead of making it a problem that it's coming up and that it's difficult and that we don't like this, um, the discomfort of it, we have to be like, oh, okay, this is the first urge. This is the beginning of figuring out how to manage urges and not respond to them. So you kind of change it, you change your outlook from hopelessness or feeling defeated or feeling negative or like it's not possible to getting curious about exactly what is this going to look like for me quitting smoking. It's not if I'm going to quit smoking, it's how's it going to look? How's it going to play out? Because I know I'm doing it. That's non-negotiable. And that's where you kind of have to get. So I remember when I smoked cigarettes and I tried a couple of times to stop smoking and I, I, and I would start again. But, and I've talked about this on the podcast before, but it's been quite a while. But I also always had this thought in my mind that I am not going to be a lifelong smoker so I have to quit before I turn 30. And I didn't make that deal with anyone else but myself. But it was totally in my mind that that, that and it felt solid and true. I was like, there's no way I'm being a lifelong smoker. 
So when I was 29 and I, for a New Year's resolution, I decided I was giving up cigarettes and, be, and my birthday was in June. And I knew for sure I was going to be successful because there was no way I was going to be a lifelong smoker. And in my mind, if I smoked past 30, that was life which is kind of silly, but I mean, it benefited me because this one time um, is the time that it worked and I never smoked a cigarette again. Now, this is the other part that's tricky. The more you give into the urge, the harder it is to change the pattern and to change the habit. But when you don't give into it and you're really set on not doing the habit and you're not focusing on how much you miss it, and how hard it is and how you would die to have a cigarette. But you're thinking instead on, I am actually freaking doing this. I am amazing. I am finally taking care of myself. I'm making this happen and there's no way I'm smoking again. You can just, can't you just tell by listening to me, let alone you having the thoughts or saying them, what a difference that makes how it creates something completely different. You cannot go into this when you're trying to do something and make a change without being empowered. And, and remember, you, you are choosing to do this because your higher self knows this is what's best for you. And it, let's face it, when it comes to cigarettes, we're talking about major health concerns. There's no upside to smoking. I mean, one could argue in a sort of, roundabout, like not healthy way that it helps people. Obviously, there is an upside for people or they wouldn't be smoking as much as they do and they wouldn't be hooked on it because it can help people relax. It can, you know, occupy their hands or help them with anxiety and stuff. But you you get the idea of what I'm talking about. You want to make sure that you have your thoughts in order, that you have ones that work for you and that you're coming from a place of empowerment. If you're coming from a place of empowerment, what does that mean for you? Well, for me, it means I better be exercising. I do not feel empowered if I'm not exercising. And yes, this gives me the opportunity to talk about pickleball, <laughs> which is one of my favorite things to talk about. And I'm absolutely doing a podcast episode on it. And I promise you, you're going to be hooked on it by the time I'm done with it. But you want to do anything that makes you feel good. So I have my self-care routine where I journal in the morning. I do my studying of human design. I um, walk the dogs or I walk myself or I um, play pickleball or whatever. I'm out in nature. I make sure that my mornings are primarily about taking care of me so that I feel empowered to handle the rest of the day. So in order to quit something, you really want to get into a place where you're feeling like you have more say over the addiction than the addiction does, which of course you do because an addiction doesn't really have any power unless you give it power and neither do urges. You can't, an urge cannot pick up a cigarette and smoke it. Okay. Only a hand can, and the hand can only pick it up if your brain lets it. So the urge, it's, it's just like a waiting game. That's what I called it. Like when I quit smoking, I'm like, oh, this is just a waiting game. There's no, if, if, I, if I go long enough without one, I'm not going to want one anymore. And I knew it. I knew that would be the case. And so I never had a hit off one again. Because you really shouldn't, because then you're just playing with fire. 
That being said, if you have one because you just can't take it, then you don't want to just decide not to keep, you know, not to continue working on this because this is important, right? Being healthy, trying to live the best life that you can, living longer so that you can be there to enjoy your grandchildren, so that you can be there and enjoy your husband, your spouse, whatever it is that you want. I mean, just being alive for goodness sakes. So you, if this is like, this should be motivating material here. It's only reason why it's not is because of brain BS. Brain, it's brain BS is the only thing that's keeping you smoking. I promise. It's not real. Even if you want to call it a physical addiction, you can handle the physical part of it. It's the mind part of it. The mind games that our brain plays with us when we try to do something healthy, new, and different. It wants to stay in the cave. It wants to stick with habits and patterns and it does not want you to change. And if we are not aware of that, and we're not paying attention to our subconscious thoughts and patterns, and we're not aware of what's going on in our mind, then we continue to smoke. It, it really, this isn't, I'm not saying it's easy to quit smoking, but it really, once I, once I determined that I was doing it for sure, it's really the deciding whether you really wanna quit or not. I mean, that's kind of how I am right now with alcohol. Because I'm curious of what life would be like without it at all. But it's not a problem at all. And I'm still having fun drinking it. So I'm at this place where so sometimes I do and sometimes I don't. It's not like smoking cigarettes because I knew for sure I did not want to smoke. So it really wasn't that hard for me once I determined that to not smoke. Because again, it's a waiting game. That, that's it. It's keeping your mind in that place and reminding yourself consistently why you decided to quit in the first place. What were your reasons? And you want to get those reasons in front of you. You want to get a, get a pen and paper and write out all the reasons why you're doing it. And then write up all the brain BS that comes up as you're trying not to do it. Become aware of what's going on in your brain because that's going to create that's going to determine the results that you get. It really does. Thoughts, feelings, actions, results. That's how it works. So manage your mind. Stay focused on your end game. Remember why you decided to do it in the first place. And then you just do this over and over. It's repeat, repeat, repeat. And gradually, that habit, that highway gets smaller and smaller until it's completely closed down and you have like this beautiful country road over here with scenery and you look beautiful and amazing and whatever you're wearing and you're in a convertible and it's a beautiful day. So if that doesn't inspire you, I don't know what will. But okay, so I just wanted to review today Brain BS. It's all the stories in our mind that we've been telling ourselves forever and you know how to know for sure if it's brain bs it's victim victim mode comes up so we know like if if your brain's telling you to smoke that it's got to be brain bs because why the hell would that be a good thing but when your mind is telling you about things that other people did to you and about how they hurt you or they did something you know terrible to you and you keep thinking about that and you keep reliving that story, that's total brain BS. Because anytime, 
Anytime we are a victim in our mind, we are in brain BS. And now let me be clear about that so that I don't get all kinds of emails and DMs about this. I'm not talking anytime we're a victim. That's not what I said. We can be victimized by a lot of people and they can do bad things to us, but we always get to choose the way we want to think about it. So I'm talking about victim mindset. I'm not talking about being a victim from somebody else's wrongdoing. Does that make sense? Did I make that clear? To recap, if you're going to try to do something new, get ready for brain BS. I don't care what it is. It could, it could be anything. It could be deciding that you're going to redo your house and then all the reasons why your brain's like, oh, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't spend the money. We shouldn't do this. We shouldn't do that. So that's the highway of thought. You want to change that to a new country road. You got to start planning new thoughts in your mind until you believe them. And once you start believing them, you'll take different actions and create different results. And then the urge part is like, it's not fun, but it's not going to kill you. And it's just a matter of time before the urges go away. And not giving into the urges is absolutely positively the only way to change a habit. So I hope you learned something valuable here today. I will see you next episode. If you like what you heard here today, I would really appreciate it if you would follow the Brain BS podcast. Do a quick review, give me five stars, and share it with everyone you know. You can interact with me and request topics for the podcast on the Brain BS page on Facebook. You can also go to www.thebrainbs.com to sign up for the Brain BS updates and get to know me better. Thank you so much for listening to my podcast and spreading the word. Always remember, the only thing standing between you and a more fulfilling life is understanding your brain BS and choosing to live consciously.